Welcome to the Freeborn Shard Antares podcast, episode 17. This is a podcast dedicated to the game Beyond the Gates of Antares by Rick Priestley and Warlord Games. I'm Tim Bancroft, and we have a few interviews this week with Matt Schreiber of Rocky's War Room and Ben Rubri of Too Many Metal Men. Both Matt and Ben do videos about Antares. Matt in particular is well known for his let's build fast forward videos. So we'll be having a chat to them later. But we've also got a couple of unboxings from Gary Martin and a little bit of news about what's happening at Warlord because they unload a whole load of things at their recent birthday event. So let's start going on with a little bit of news. That's enough of that, though, I think. Anyway, first of all, apologies for the slow output on the Freeborn Shards, the Antares podcast. I've been rather busy producing some stuff for the Antares Nexus, which is more later. I've been doing lots of editing, lots of work on that, and producing lots of more material. And I've also been finishing the next supplement for Antares, which is currently called TOR563, The Drone Scourge Returns. I've got no idea if that's going to be the final name. Most importantly, though, I think we need to mention the birthday bash, the 10th anniversary, which happened in the middle of October. It was held up at Warlord Towers in Nottingham, Lenton Boulevard. And I have to say it was great meeting so many of you at the bash. A lot of you came up and said hello. And obviously Rick was running his Fantaris, but I was running the Antares demo game there. And we got through quite a few games, but just as importantly, I spoke to all sorts of people, very often those who I just managed to speak on the shard or over the phone or via email. So it's really lovely talking to you. And when that ever happens again, do come up and chat again. It'd be lovely doing so again. But overall, it was a great couple of days. A number of things were announced, but first off, I think we ought to go through the models that were on show. There were loads, frankly. There were some painted heavy and support weapons. There's some pulse bikes. Uh, they were painted as well. There was a Sky Raider Command. There was some new outcasts. We also saw the Boromite Hauler. Looked like it was undercoated with its crane and everything else. Though that's been held up a little bit apparently because of some casting issues. I don't know if that was with the metal or with the resin but it got held up a little bit but we'll see what happens with that that should be out i would imagine in the next few months maybe january who knows but we also saw a printed out maramvesh combat drone and a togra transport the isaurian mod 2 vehicles which we've been waiting for for ages and it's really great to see them printed out and at that stage so you can actually imagine that they could be coming out there somewhere in the production queue which is fantastic we also saw a Defiant Transport, the Algren Transport, which looked really, really good. So that would, I think, really help the game as a whole because you've got all the key Mod 2 vehicles coming up. I have to say here, actually, before we go on, is that anything I say on this and my opinions about release dates and anything else are not official Warlords. This is me in my spare time producing this podcast, and it's not got anything to do with any official release schedule that Warlord might have internally. But anyway, let's go on. We also saw some really lovely 
Aliens. Now, we've been waiting for aliens for a while. We've already seen the Isaurians and the Tsan-Ra and the Vola hinted out late next year. But these are actual alien mercenaries and they were printed out and we actually saw the prints, the prototype prints. Apparently, the ones who are actually going to go into production are the Asgar. They're insectoid sort of warrior protectors. They use posy weapons like compression carbines. And they're supposed to be really quite fast and nifty, but they'll be usable by all factions. So you can actually hire a mercenary squad, even the Gar. And there's also another one which we saw that was rather bulky hunter, the Herc. Uh, Rick said it sounds like you should actually be puking halfway through the word, which was a little bit too much detail, perhaps. But nonetheless, it's with a pack of hunting anchors. Now, this character is also a mercenary who can be used by all factions. And Rick said that Mercenaries for Hire is going to be coming out as a pseudo-list, pseudo-list, I should say, which can be selected by almost anyone, which is really, really good. A couple of people have asked already whether or not it can be used by the Gar, that's both the Hook or the Angries, and apparently they will be able to be. So they are non-human, both the Hook and the Angries are aliens, so the Gar will use them quite happily to hunt down humans or maybe get to that particularly nasty human they want. Now that will open up all sorts of things for the Gar list and that's something I think we're going to have to give some feedback later. So what else was there? There were a few things announced. One of them was Antares Light, which is actually a really solid set of rules. It's a subset of the core rules, but it will be a free PDF download. You can just pull it down, uh, reference it on your laptop or iPad or whatever, and actually just play straight from that. I suppose you could even print it off, though it's an awful lot of rules there but it includes lists and weapons for the core troops for all the main factions, which is absolutely fantastic. So effectively, you could play a game which is really close to the real thing. It's got some rules dropped, if I remember rightly, so I did a little bit of editing on it for Rick. So, for example, you don't have reactions, and there are some things which Rick just says will have that in the real rules. But effectively, what you're doing is just being able to pull down a lighter set of rules and actually have a full-blown game of Antares straight from this free PDF. Now that I think is absolutely fantastic and I'm really really looking forward to seeing that available. But there was another announcement which I mentioned earlier and that is the Antares Nexus. It's been hinted at beforehand but it was actually mentioned at the birthday weekend and I was able to give a presentation on it to actually show what it had and I was really chuffed to be able to do it because I think it's something that Antares has been missing for a long time. Rick's been pushing for it and we're really pleased it's coming into existence, I suppose is the best way of saying it. It's emerging from a new gate, no doubt. This is a website for Antares, providing almost everything you need to know. Obviously, if you're doing historical wargaming, there's so many resources on the net. You can actually just look them up and find out about them. You can find out about a we weapon. You can find out about formations of the ancient world. You can actually find out even how they constructed some of the weapons. The history there, the background's there, the people are there. But we've got nothing like that for Antares. Everything is just in that basically the one core book and the two supplements. So what the Nexus is doing is actually providing that background in a way that it's much easier 
to get at than it was on the Warlord article archive. It was obviously, there are loads of articles released through the newsletter, but it was often quite difficult to get to them, and there were gaps in them. The Antares Nexus is hoping to be that single point, that focus, that resource which you can go to to find out all sorts of things. What I know is up there is an overview of the factions, an introduction to them, comparison to them, some history, some background to the universe. It goes over every unit. There are details on the weapons and the vehicles. There are 14 more scenarios than there were on the archive. So that's in addition to the 12 in the core book and the six in each of the supplements. There's also showcases up there. So paint paint schemes so you can actually see what's going on there are loads of introduction articles there is a really important main page called rule central which has got accesses to it for the rules amendments the living fact the existing facts the living errata and it's also got on there quick links to the pdf army lists the rules insights hints and tips tactics and there'll be places on it where players can send their own stuff so personal shard all unofficial but personal shards will be the place where players can actually put up their own take their own version of the Antares universe if you like which other players may be interested in so if you've got your own lists for your own little world or your own small colony somewhere on the outskirts of Antares it can go there there are after all well over five and a half million star systems there some of which have got multiple planets I would imagine most of them have got multiple planets so there's going to be loads of variations. So that's really good. So you'll both have official uh, stuff. Some of it will be sourced by the community. But also you've got pure personal shards, which is pure community stuff. We've already got some players lined up to actually help administer it, but we'll gradually introduce all of this material as we go along. Or so I've been told. It is, though, it's a work in progress. And there, whilst there are plans for social links and faction groups and everything else like that, they're not all in place. However, Rick P has been really pushing to have it out sooner rather than later, which I think is a really great idea. And I have to say, the amount of material that's already up there is absolutely fantastic. More news later in November, I think. But look out for it. The Antares Nexus. Right now, I think we'll hand over to Gary Martin for a couple of his unboxings. Hi guys, today for unboxing we've got some more Concord releases from the Crisis Shard. We have the medium support drones with compression cannon and fractal cannon and the heavy support M407 close support drone. I'll start off with the medium drones, uh, which both come in individual blister packs. I'll just crack open here. Uh, in them, you get the usual 40mm round base, a standard size base for the spotter drone and two flying stands. The drones themselves come in, I mean, anyone who's got the current Concord medium support drone with the plasma cannon, they'll recognise most of this model because it, most of it is the same model. So you do have the drone body, the two wings that go with it, and two kind of sensor probes which go underneath the wings. 
Uh, as well as that, you've got the metal spotter drone. Uh, the big difference between these packs and the current plasma cannon is you've got a nice new weapon to mount on the front of the drones. Uh, for the fractal cannon, wait, hang on a sec, make sure I've got the right one. Yep, the fractal cannon, it's a single piece, um, which is a very similar design to the kind of fractal cannons you've seen in other Antares ranges. Uh, and it's a single piece which just fits right on front of the medium drone um, where the plasma cannon goes on the, the current model. The compression cannon is a two part which you get in a small sprue, uh, pretty much the gun body and then the part with the barrel which goes in the front of it. Uh, looks e Both of these look easy to assemble and they fit really well into the front of the existing drone body. Uh, for assembly I've got to say it's, I've built one of the, the plasma version of this before um, it's quite easy to put together, the, the wings are keyed so that you get them on at the right sides and the, even for them being sitting at a bit of an angle I found them quite easy to put on. Um, there's a small section with a couple of dimples in it for the small sensors that go underneath the wings so if you've built one of the plasma version of this drone it's exactly the same model uh, for these ones you just have the different weapon options that go into the front of the drone. Uh, overall another great design, um, very easy to put together. Um, I'm just a bit surprised that these did come as individual models. I thought it could be a nice opportunity for Warlord to kind of sell the body and have all the weapons in the one pack because uh, that would give you the option to magnetise them and have uh, various weapon loadouts depending on what your needs are for each game. Uh, possibly something they could do on the website through the web store only um, but each individual blister pack comes with one metal drone and appropriate parts but another great addition to the range. Good to see them going back and fleshing out some of the existing uh, models. Uh, give them all the, the options they've got. Next up we have the C3M407 box set. Uh, so let's have a look and see what you get in the box. So this starts with, there's two plastic sprues, the generic C3 heavy drone sprue plus the sprue that you get with the C3M4 combat drone. So that's the ones with your uh, plasma cannon and compression cannon, fractal cannon and the batter drone sprue. So they're pretty standard. Uh, we've got instructions which are specific for the C3M407. Uh, usual single page, first side contains pictures of the sprues and the second side has the instructions. Now the next bit is the big difference between this and the C3M4 is we've got a bag full of metal parts which I'll just take out just now. In it there is two flying stands and two standard bases for your spotter drone and batter drone that you get on the sprues. The other metal parts, there is a single flat turret uh, for the top of the drone. There's another sprue with the two twin plasma carbines and the hull mounted plasma light support. And the final third sprue has two plasma light supports to go onto the turret. Uh, construction model looks fairly similar. Again, if you've done any of the C3 uh, heavy drones before, most of this construction looks pretty standard for the C3M4 drone so everything goes together 
quite well. Uh, main difference is that you have, instead of putting the sensor module into the front of the hull, you also have a plasma light support in metal, um, which again looks, it will fit quite easily onto the front of the kit. Uh, you've also got this metal turret, which you can put onto the body of the kit. Uh, it's standard, same size as the existing turret, except it's got space for two smaller turrets on top of that. And you get the twin plasma carbine version and the pl twin plasma light support turrets. Uh, again, all looks very easy to put together. Um, good casts, all in fitting with the uh, current Concorde. Line, I suppose you should say Concord and Freeborn, uh, since this can be used in both armies. Uh, so, looks like it'll be a very easy kit to put together. Also, looks like with the use of some magnets, you should be able to make this as either the M407 close support or the C3 M4 option. So, uh, you should be able to get either, like well, I said, a, a good anti infantry model out of this or a good anti tank model, depending on what you want. Overall, another great kit. The addition of a few metal parts um, has added some more life onto this Concorde drone. Thanks for listening to this unboxing. Please let me know if there's any other models you'd like me to have a look at, new or old. So if there is anything, just put a post up on the Gates Ventari's Facebook page and I'll see what I can do for you. Thanks again. We've now got Matt Schreiber <coughs> and Ben Rubri on the line. I think that was Matt clearing his throat there. Yep. Hello, Matt, and hello, Ben. <laughs> How are hello, we doing? Tim. Right, uh, right. Both Matt and Ben have got some video channels. I think Ben's just started up recently. Matt's been going for a while. But obviously what I want to chat about is what they're doing for Antares. Now, if we start with Matt, if that's okay... That's perfectly fine. Brill. Uh, uh, people will know you, I think, from the recent newsletter article which went out in which you were showing how to build a whole set of models. Where did all this oh. start? Well, it's actually an interesting story. <laughs> uh, my, my, my daytime job, because Antares is not my full-time job yet, uh, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> uh, I train new truck drivers, believe it or not. Uh, people who have never touched a, a 18 wheeler before, I trained them how to do it. And I had somebody sitting there with me. He was, he, uh, we were sitting at lunchtime and I was going through trying to search for a video on the components of how to build, um, some of the, uh, uh, like the brood mother, there was nothing out there, you know, uh, like a, like a build video. Obviously they had wonderful instructions, but I wanted to see kind of how it, you know, just see it. Hmm. And I saw one guy had a video, uh, but he didn't really show how it went together or anything. And I said to this, this trainee of mine, I said, Hey, I just can't find this. And he goes, find what? And I explained it to him and he goes, well, don't you have the model? You, cause I talk about Antares at work. Forgive yeah. me. <laughs> Wargamer all the time. Um, and he said, he said, well, why don't you kind of figure it out and do a video yourself? I was like, wow, that's bloody, that's brilliant. Just brilliant. And so I went home and I said, okay, I, I, I did the video and I said, I'm wondering, you know, if I should put this up on YouTube or not, because you don't find a lot of like building videos. And I didn't, I wasn't thinking that it would be, you know, something that someone would watch. Well, I made the video, I watched it 
and I watched myself three times, not on, not on purpose, <laughs> not, <laughs> not for the purpose of video editing, but for but it was it was mesmerizing. Like I was like, oh wow, this could be something, and it actually, and it turned out it it, it was. <laughs> so I kept making them, and people are responding like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. I I, I don't collect Antares, but. I watched the whole thing. Where did the idea so, of getting the fast forward come from? Well, that was uh, that was due to computer memory space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the video was uh, way too long, um, and I edited it down, and it was still kind of too long. And I wanted it to be something that someone can sit down in the you know doctor's office or something and watch for fifteen minutes. Uh, mm or less. And uh, so I went ahead and said, you know what, let's just fast forward it, maybe put some music to it. If I have something to say, I'll just voice over. Uh, but uh, I just I just kept it with the music. And um, I explained, and the whole end, end part of the video, I explained, you know, here's the pit, you know, here's what happened, you know, here's what not to do that sort of thing afterwards, because it's something I would want to know. Oh, so, absolutely. That's that's what I really love about it. You see you doing it, and then at the end, what I love is the fact that you sit there and say, "Hey guys, don't do what I did." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that came about because the the brood mother, it's a it's it's I've just primed it. I'm scared to paint it, but I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm I'm currently working on uh, a video on how to paint it, but um it's I primed it and I'm I'm intimidated. <laughs> I go, okay, I can do this. <laughs> so I took one of the small bore mites and I, I uh, um, am test doing test colors and stuff like that. And I think it's really going to work out. And the detail on it is so brilliant. Uh, I cannot believe the detail on that broodmother, the little little mites that are coming out of it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's just. I, I love the model and they had these little spurs on it like when you put the shell together its outer shell it had these little you know the resin pore points yeah. that they cut off you got to shave those down well if you don't shave them down just right or in the right direction or something like that you know it's kind of hard to fit it together so it's like you know what i need to tell people about that you know yeah. um it's just something i i, I go at videos uh, as what would i want to see and what would other people want to see, you know, or what would they want to know, you know? So that's um, what I. That's it's the honesty. That. I think that's the important thing. There is actually saying this is what's good. This is this is what I had to do to fit it together. Um, but your love for the actual models still comes through, which I think is great. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, as you said, you have an Antares problem, but then yeah. so do I. But I wouldn't be in this job if I wasn't. <laughs> hey -ho. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing which I think you're going for as well, Ben, isn't it? it this honesty, I mean, this 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 straightforward approach. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, if you compare war games to some of the other forms of games, there are people who are enthusiastic about everything and they never cover any of the down points. Mm -hmm. um, but you, ne you need somebody to say, you need to do this or it's not going to fit. Or this is probably the best way to paint this. And you, there are these little barriers that you need to overcome. And if people say, this is exactly what you need to do with this, and this is how you do it, people find it a lot easier. Um, I've got a fairly new channel. I've been doing it the last six months, but I've only got 41 videos. With my channel, it's probably more of a demonstration of some of the things not to do. So I've got a reasonably basic setup. 
Uh, I've got a Canon HFR706 camcorder with internal mic. Uh, I've got a tripod. I've got a laptop that I edit on and I use, let's quickly give you the name of the editing software, Lightworks 64, uh, which is uh, a free editing software, reasonably powerful, does what you need it to do. Um, that's my entire setup. I've got, I mean, in, in the UK, we've got things called box rooms. It's like a box that's a room. And that's my like nerd office that I keep as much of my wargaming stuff as I can practically do so in there, but not so much that it doesn't annoy my girlfriend that I've got boxes in the front room. But yeah, a little dedicated studio space, if you can get one, is probably a must do because you can leave things set up. Same with a dedicated gaming space. If you've got the space, you can leave things set up. I'd like to start doing battle reports, but I'll need to sort out a table. I'll need to sort out lighting to go with it. And suddenly I'm going to be spending something like 150 quid just getting some mats or the some battle boards or things like that. And then I've got to do scenery and then I've got to make sure I've got painted armies and probably have a second camera and have some lighting. And it gets really quite complicated. But for the unboxing sort of stuff I've done, for the review stuff I've done, it's not that complicated to set it up because it's a static shot. I have, I'm fortunate enough to have tons of room. I have a uh, 14 foot by 60 room, 60 foot room, and I have a six foot by eight foot table. So I, I and I have a dedicated space for assembling and vi- recording and painting. And I, 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 for, I have a big area to do this in. So it's kind of like my sanctuary. It's my meditation space. Can I say I'm and... jealous? <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> well, I am Please jealous. I, I have uh, I have a, a, a secret project coming up. Um, I'm building a a four foot or no a two foot by three foot spaceship. Wow! So to put on my table, and I'm going to do a how to video. You hear it here first. Wonderful. <laughs> Uh, I have that coming. I'm going to record the whole entire thing. So I have all the pieces together, and uh, we're going to be starting that pretty soon. I have the space to do it, and I'm very glad I do. And my wife has her space throughout the whole entire rest of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm fortunate enough. That's that's wonderful. I have to admit uh, that I'm a bit more like Ben. And my Mm. wife keeps saying to me, where are you going to put that terrain you've just made? (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's a little bit awkward i mean guys yeah. i mean it's you you've got the focus i mean matt i know you do a couple of other things and you run through mm-hmm. uh, battle reports a bit like ben uh is is intending to do but your focus really does seem to be on this whole putting things together which is great um mm-hmm. is that right or mm-hmm. do you do a few other things as well uh i do a few other things as well they're warlord game stuff okay <laughs> Uh, Test of Honor. Uh, I built a battle board for Test of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I assemble. I do assembly videos for them. Uh, I also uh, am running out, so uh, the assembly videos may not be <laughs> forever. I just got the Liberator with all the options for the Algren. I'm really excited for that, so I'm going to do an assembly video for that. Um, I'm also doing battle reports, and I'm doing. I'm going to be doing some Antares terrain how tos, and also. Sarissa Precision. I, I got the kinetic barriers okay. and the transmat. So I'm going to be doing an assembly video for those as well and possibly painting videos for them too. So I uh, I do about three videos, two to three videos a week. That's about the uh, pace I've been doing them at. So 
That's a, that's really quite fast. I mean, what about you, Ben? What do you what do you actually cover on your uh, channel or multiple channels, I should say? Well, I in fact divide my channel up into playlists. So yep. I started it with a lot of fifteen mil historical stuff. Um, I've done some Doctor Who stuff. Um, I'm going to do some more Doctor Who stuff because I've only got I've got four Doctor Who videos. I've got a couple of videos from the uh, recent Warlord event uh, for the specific Warlord stuff. Um, I'm starting to put together historicals to put on there uh i've got projects that i should really be getting on with with bolt action with historical forces to um use with some stuff that's coming up but my channel at the moment is concentrated on assembling and painting yeah um i've done a lot of videos on basic painting techniques so the next wave of painting videos i'm doing will be on some of the doctor who stuff uh so it'll be the jadoon which will be how to paint black armor and how to do subtle subtle highlights on black because that's something that a lot of people have and the zygons which will be about um how to do uh ink washes build things up and do glazes so that's really good so you're actually going to the details of something something. and the specific application which is wonderful but one thing we've missed out which is what is the Mm -hmm. name of your channel ah it's too many metal men um because i started and then didn't really do that an awful lot with a blog a few years ago, which was called Too Many Metal Men. And it's something that somebody said to me, you've got too many metal men. <laughs> Don't we and, all? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's a curse, uh, but also a good thing, because oh, yeah. there's lots of little projects going on, and it's something I can dip into, because a lot of us do this hobby as a way of relieving stress and loads and loads of hobbies that people have are about building something doing something with your hands because you find it relaxing but i think the hobby aspect of gaming is something a lot of people are able to do for this hobby it's as much about the journey if not more so absolutely i couldn't agree more and that again is what your channel is about as well isn't it matt and maybe Mm. you ought to say what your channel name is (laughs) (laughs) yeah that, that would be a good thing it's called rocky's war room and that's actually my nickname is rocky so uh that's how i came up with that but i've been going by matt so brilliant uh, so it's rocky's war room and too many metal yes. men both of which have got antares videos yep. but it's a whole load of other stuff as well yeah guys thank you very much for coming on the freeborn shard uh, which is probably going to be called the antares podcast soon uh, but it's been lovely chatting to you and thank you ever so much You've been listening to the Freeborn Shard and Tari's podcast with Tim Bancroft, Gary Martin, Ben Rubery and Matt Schreiber. Production is by Tim, music is by Big Nick and is used with permission. Mm-hmm.